The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Your host is Rochelle McLaughlin. It's time to experience radical well-being. Learn to nourish your heart, body, and mind. Manifest your power in the present. And learn to live your life's infinite potential. Now, here's your host, Rochelle McLaughlin. Welcome, everyone. It was December 28th of 2015 when I received the phone call from Voice America asking me to consider producing my own talk radio show. So I consider this December 29th, 2016 episode as a benchmark, as a touchstone or a threshold that brings me full circle in this process of stepping into a vast unknown for me on many levels. The unknown, however, is a familiar experience to me in that the practice of bringing myself, my consciousness, my awareness into the present moment is a humbling experience because ultimately it is never a known experience. This moment has never in the history of humanity or in the 13 billion plus history of the universe ever happened before. So when we choose to arrive here in the present now as fully as we can, we are actively choosing the unknown and we build a thread of courage of stepping into this unknown territory every single time we arrive where we first started as always in the present. Arriving as fully as possible in the ultimately unknowable present moment is an act of courage. It is an act of activism as well because it requires that we step out of the usual, often habitual mental phenomena that we are engaged in. It requires that we step out of the norm, that we step off the treadmill, that we step out of the usual structures of the major cultural norms of industrialized society. And to me, it feels like creating an oasis of sanity right in the midst of collective madness. And so it seems very fitting that we would be talking today about stepping out of the industrialized societal cultural norms of letting go of structures that may not be cultivating the life we long for or yearn for. And the end of the year is a very appropriate time to consider what needs to be let go of And my guest today is passionate about helping people and empowering people to create their own uniquely personal self-culture. For 20 years, registered psychotherapist, relationship expert, life coach, author, and keynote speaker Victoria Laurent Fabish has witnessed the metamorphosis of countless people as they journey toward their own unique self-culture and their healthy relationship cultures. She has a master's degree in educational psychology 
She has studied energy psychology modalities, and her influences include Buddhism, Reiki, osteopathy, visualization, meditation, as well as modern and traditional psychotherapy. These modalities are the basis for her brand of holistic psychotherapy that works with the mind, body, and soul to effect monumental change in her clients' lives. Her first book, Find Your Own Self-Culture, Moving from Depression and Anxiety to Monumental Self-Acceptance, offers a way out of the rabbit hole of depression and anxiety through profound awareness, self-love, and acceptance. And you can connect with Victoria on her website at visualizationworks.com and her incredibly popular YouTube channel, which is youtube.com backslash askvictoria. Victoria says that on the whole, we come from tribes, our families with unique ways of doing things. And these patterns, these habits and ways of communicating and relating are what we have metabolized as our family culture, and it lives deep within our consciousness. The unresolved issues, the hurts, traumas, family patterns, secrets, shames, triumphs, jealousies, abandonment, and fears are all a part of our particular family culture that profoundly informs how we interact in our adult relationships and that infiltrate our relationship cultures. So first of all, welcome, Victoria. It is such a pleasure to have you here on Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, Michelle. I'm so thrilled to be here. <laughs> Victoria, you, you talk about how we are often living lives based on imprints from childhood, based on right. these collective culture, this our collective culture and family cultures. And can we begin our conversation by having you speak to how these imprints become unacknowledged dysfunction and get repeated and passed on to next generations? Right. Well, I think that what happens is is that what we are not aware of, we simply will repeat because it's what we're familiar to. It's what we, we know as normal. And so, you know, there's so much dysfunction potentially in a family culture and it's just going on as if it's normal. And I encourage people to wake up and look and see what's in the family culture and see whether or not there's there are things that you have inherited or you have um, unconsciously decided to just make your your life a repetition of that way of doing things, and and to me, a lot of people are doing that, and and that's and that's what I'm speaking to when I'm talking about family culture versus self culture versus relationship culture. Wow. So, Victoria, you say that it is through connection that the mm-hmm. deepest understanding of self and intimacy can be a pain. But if we do not look at what we inherited from from our families of origin, our family mm-hmm. culture, we will project this onto our adult relationships and our lack of Absolutely. awareness. Okay. Um, and you say that, that if what we saw was dysfunctional, we will just keep repeating this in our adult, adult lives, perpetuating the cycle of dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And, how does this play out? What are you seeing? Um, how does this perpetuation so, be playing itself out? For example, I, I do a lot of couples therapy. And the one thing that I very quickly dig into is what a person might have inherited or what they learned. And so one person might, for example, uh, be very adept at 
using guilt as a way to get what they need because they couldn't find any other way to get what they wanted growing up. So they learned that if they if they ca- create a certain emotion in their parent, uh, or perhaps the parent did that to them, and so they learned, oh, that's how I do things. That's how we get things. Is we've got to manipulate people into you know giving giving us what we want as opposed to simply asking because when we simply asked, it wasn't attended to in any way, in any real way. So that's an example of the sort of unconscious, very, very sort of asleep kind of way we, we are when we're just going, oh, that's how I get what I want. I, I'll, I'll manipulate someone or uh, I'll use anger because anger was used on me. And so the only way I could survive that particular minefield was to, you know, adapt to it, uh, imitate it. Uh, so these are the kinds of things. It's like, you know, people are telling me in, in sessions, I'm saying, so tell me what it was. How did your parents navigate conflict? Oh, well, in my family, you know, they'll say in my family, you know, uh, nobody listened to anybody. And, and I said, I said and, then, and then I say, isn't it interesting that the two of you just have no real inkling to listen to what the other person is saying? You're immediately defensive. And they'll, they'll look at me and go, well, I'm not being defensive. I'm just telling you my position. No, no, no. I said, that's actually defensiveness. So we start to take apart and look at the anatomy of the communication in terms of what you might have learned in a very unconscious way uh, growing up. And, of course, I'm not condemning one human who's doing any of that because guess what? When we grow up, we're trying to survive stuff, right? We're just trying, mm-hmm. especially if it was dysfunctional. You know, if it was peaceful, yeah. well, we're not talking about peaceful families. We're, we love peaceful families. No, <laughs> divine. They're rare. But, you know, but I'm talking about people who are coming up in, in, in families that there's a lot of conflict, that there is maybe a lot of silent treatment or whatever it may be. Yes. Yes. You You also say it's important that you not become this chameleon who simply mm-hmm. reflects what is in your environment because that can eventually wear you out and that you right. have observed that the people who after years of doing this end up feeling depressed and connect, disconnected from their core right. self. Can you speak to that? Right. Well, what I talk about is this notion of the self, the cycle of self-denial. So people who grew up in families in which they were taught my needs are have no value having needs. I don't have a right to my needs. And so they, they learn to navigate life, basically muting their own needs and sort of ignoring that they even have needs. But mm-hmm. humans being humans, the needs start, start to show up. And, and because no one taught them how to navigate their needs, what I find is that people tend to become like a mirror of whatever is in their environment. So if their partner is interested in golf, they become interested in golf. Or if their best friend is interested in makeup, they become interested in makeup because they haven't really developed that muscle called who am I, what do I need, what who, what makes me as a human being tick. Mm-hmm. So that particular denial of self uh, becomes very exhausting over time. I find that people that... Uh, engage in that denial of self and simply mirroring and mimicking and chameleonizing themselves to basically be whoever their environment is, mm-hmm. they'll, basic, they'll basically become exhausted in that experience, or they'll become very, very resentful of that experience, mm-hmm. and or that, that can lead to some profound depression because, you know, the reason I wrote the book, Find Your Self-Culture, you know, moving from depression and anxiety to monumental self-acceptance is because in order to move past depression... Yes, there is the chemistry and you got to deal with all that, but I feel that self-acceptance, self-knowing, self-love is goes a long way toward healing depression. 
Mm. In addition to the chemistry piece. I don't want to negate that at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so you're talking about this denial of self, and then you also mm-hmm. talk about another good description of codependency mm-hmm. is when a person's self-esteem rises and falls based on the other mm-hmm. person's mood, tone, or experience. I imagine that mm-hmm. sounds very similar to what you were just saying. And you right. say it's actually much more than that, that the person is overly involved in the other person's needs, wants, problems, right. and issues. Can you speak to that a bit, what you well, see because there? If you're not, yeah, because you know what it is, Rochelle? If, if, if we're so not comfortable with the self, codependency is very much... I don't want to deal with me, so let me deal with you. Yeah. I don't want to deal with me. Me, I've never been taught how to deal with me, or dealing with me is too painful, or dealing with me is too scary, or yeah. whatever it may be. So let me go and deal with the other person's problems uh-huh. so that I can really just ignore me. Uh, yeah. Of course, you know, and then I believe that people become almost, you know, it's like an addiction. It's like yeah. I've got to feel that feeling of I'm solving the other person's problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm being, I'm the fixer. <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, it's, it's very common. Not, by the way, some of the nicest people on the planet are. <laughs> <laughs> let me not, let me not. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm saying that this is, this eventually doesn't lead to good stuff, but it is something that is extremely common and yeah. extremely just, you know, the way people tend to find their connections is through over-focusing on the other person mm-hmm. and forgetting themselves which is too bad. It is. It is. And you're speaking of addiction here. You ha- you also mentioned that uh, you also have noticed that urban modern living has promoted a type of addiction to activity, chaos, achievement, and media, the glorification of drama. Um, can you speak to that a bit? Oh, boy. You know, I mean, I sometimes find myself so addicted to my social media stuff. And, and, and yeah. it's all about, you know, I had a really great meditation teachers say to me, you know, slow down, Victoria, slow down. It's like, yes, I understand. We're yeah. very, you know, and I, I, everything I teach, I need to learn. You know, I, everything yeah. that I talk about, teach about, I myself, I'm going through that process of, you know, working on being very comfortable with the slow experience, the, yeah. the, the more present moment experience, the here and now experience, because mm-hmm. again, right. Just what I was saying, the, too much outward focus, affirmation junkie, you know, uh, affirmation junkie meaning other people affirming us, that becomes such a barrier to connecting with self, you know, and, yeah. and I feel that it's, I, I get sad for, for, for society that, that, that doesn't sort of wake up and go, oh, okay, I need to listen to all the symptoms around me so that I can tune into myself so that I can grow and learn and evolve and become this person that isn't so in reaction to my, to my external Mm -hmm. experience. And that's the only way, in my opinion, for us to rewire our self culture. In other words, become much more attuned to self. Mm -hmm. And as a result, we'll have healthier relationships Mm. because if we don't get really still really present, really appreciating what's in front of us, really learning from what's being brought forth from life, we're simply going to go about the business of repeating the patterns of dysfunction, which inevitably will be passed on to the children. And those kids will then pass them on. It'll be a multi-generational, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. 
problem, essentially. Yes. Yes. I see that. that something I observe, uh, sadly, firsthand, multi-generational, mm-hmm. uh, grandparents putting it onto parents, putting it onto kids, and et cetera. So I mm-hmm. believe that the first step needs to be slow down, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pay attention, get in touch with yourself, mm-hmm. find out that you matter. And by the way, Rochelle, people say to me, well, isn't that narcissistic? No. Yeah. It is not a narcissistic pursuit mm-hmm. to self-love, to have self-compassion, to self-care, to fill your own cup first and give to others only from the overflow. Because I believe it is only from that perspective, frankly, that, that any one of us is going to want to give to others without starting to build resentment. You got to yes. fill your own cup first so you can give to others in a peaceful, happy way without resentment. It's so profound. It is. And, and simple too, right? It's not, yeah. none of it's rocket science, but it is profound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, Victoria, it's time to take a short break. My, okay. my guest today is Victoria Laurent Fabish. What gets Victoria up in the morning is knowing that the work she does in the office and the material Victoria writes can help people to stop perpetuating the cycles of dysfunction onto the next generations. Victoria is a relationship expert and she works with traditional talk therapy, either individually or with couples. Victoria also includes life coaching, visualization, and somatic focusing in her sessions. She has written two wonderful books that encapsulate the healing work she does with her clients. The first one is called Find Your Self Culture, Moving from Depression and Anxiety to Monumental Self-Acceptance which takes the reader on a journey to finding the real self despite the pressures of family culture, patterns, and habits. Victoria believes that often depression and anxiety are vastly helped by a person allowing themselves to hear their authentic voice, their own self-culture, as the loudest voice in their head. This book is filled with easy techniques as well as vivid case studies to facilitate in the integration of the material. You can connect with Victoria and sign up on her mailing list to get updates about upcoming workshops and read her articles and buy her books at www.visualizationworks.com. And you can connect with her amazingly popular YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash Victoria, And she also has meditation albums on iTunes, and you can connect with all of that on her website as well. And we will be right back with Victoria Laurent Fabish. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you know that you were born to experience revolutionary wellness? Have you wondered why extraordinary physical, mental, and emotional health has eluded you? Do you know that your infinite personal power resides right here in the present moment? People all over the world are awakening to their birthright. Revolutionary Wellness. Subscribe today at revolutionarywellnessmagazine.com and begin your journey into the mystery. Engage with experts in topics of nourishment, wisdom, and empowerment. Develop mental clarity. Live wholeheartedly. And be empowered to live an authentic life of passion and purpose. 
The world, now more than ever, needs you to feel revolutionarily well. Explore and integrate new ways of being. Learn to access your own unique treasure, the wisdom that is right there inside you, waiting to be revealed. Experience a renewed, vivid, and nourishing relationship with yourself and the world around you. Log on and subscribe to Revolutionary Wellness Magazine today and experience the publication devoted to your journey toward extraordinary health and well-being. RevolutionaryWellnessMagazine.com Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Listening to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Rochelle is a clinician of mind body medicine, lifestyle change, and self healing. She is a life mentor, author, and publisher of Revolutionary Wellness Magazine. You can reach Rochelle at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. Now back to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Before we get back to Victoria Laurent Fabish, I want to let you know that I have a new special message for all of my listeners on Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio's Facebook page, so definitely check that out. And stay tuned for the premiere issue of this winter issue of Revolutionary Wellness Magazine that is intended to inspire us all to take the next step toward our most nourished, wisest, and empowered selves. Through Revolutionary Wellness Magazine, we can connect with people that are showing us how to step into new degrees of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, connect with people that are showing us how to step into our power and purpose, that are showing us alternative ways of being, doing, and relating to the world around us, and are sharing their passion and wisdom for how to manifest the most beautiful world we all know in our hearts is possible. So be sure to stay tuned for the launch of that amazing publication and premiere issue, as well as for Victoria's article in in the spring issue of Revolutionary Wellness Magazine. My guest today is Victoria Laurent Fabish. Victoria says that what I have observed is that finding inner peace involves the pursuit of your self-culture. This is your authentic extinct, instinctive self that brings on a deep sense of self-knowing, self-care, and the habit of filling your own cup first and giving to others only from the overflow. Having self-culture brings on a deep practice of self-compassion and self-acceptance, and through this, you are able to break down resentment, anger, shame, and all the emotional afflictions that rob you of peace. You can find out more on visualizationworks.com as well as Victoria's very popular YouTube channel, which is youtube.com backslash askvictoria. Welcome back, Victoria. Thank you. you. You talk about in your first book about how depression and anxiety are vastly helped by a person that allows themselves to hear their authentic voice, that their self-culture becomes the loudest voice in their head. And I know in my experience, as I began to become a witness of all the mental chatter, so much of it was not my own and it was all very loud. So how in your experience do we get from the place of being driven by other people's or society stuff to our own self-culture? And how, how how do we know when the loudest voice I am being guided by is authentically my own? Right. So initially, it's definitely a dismantling of what's there. So it's a bit of a break it down so that we can build it back up together experience. So if someone, for example, is experiencing 
um, you know, malaise, depression, anxiety, and we're, you know, we're coping. I do a holistic approach, so we're coping with the chemical piece. I'm not a doctor, but yeah. let's say um, some herbs and some, and, and I just need to say this. Mild to medium depression is well served by everything we're talking about, herbs and vitamins and self-help and all of this great stuff. Profound depression, suicidal depression, you know, we're not going to be fooling around with that. We definitely need a medical intervention for sure. And they need to, the chemicals need to come in and help the brain to balance out. But that, in addition to therapy, is phenomenal as well. So doing the chemical stuff that's helping the brain, the chemistry balancing, plus the work that I'm just about to talk about, this notion of starting to, I tell people, you got to start journaling. You got to start listening to your own voice. When I ask the question, what is it that you need? More often than not, I'm going to have the answer come back to me. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I need. I don't know who I am. I'm not sure about my feelings. And that's the most important work is to quiet the mind enough through, I say to people, give your brain a job, one job, listen to your breathing. That's it. Mm-hmm. All that you got to do is tell your brain to not listen to your ta- thoughts or your words, listen to your breathing and develop a bit of a focus in that. So that's mm-hmm. one thing I tell people to begin. The dismantling begins with, we got to stop the chatter and listen to the breathing. The second thing is start to journal every day, a paragraph or two. It doesn't have to be long-winded. It can just be, who, what am I feeling in this moment? What am I needing in this moment? Who am I in this moment? And don't judge it. It's simply a radio commentary. Literally, mm-hmm. imagine you are a radio commentary person in your brain, and all you're doing is commenting and witnessing as to what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and what you're needing. Don't mm-hmm. judge it. Don't judge it because that's the bullying. We got to stop the bully. So mm-hmm. the only way to stop the bully is to say, "Listen, you can you're a bully, you're a kid usually. Bullies are kids that are child. Go and play in a yard and go and play in a beach and go and play in a in a wonderful park. But right now I got to focus here on what it is that I need." So yeah. tell the bully to get a little job which is to go play and have fun. <laughs> befriend the bully and then yeah. the third thing is that's most important is it's really helpful to have someone validating in a an acknowledging way like a therapist like a good friend you know like a coach that's saying hey I hear you and you're not crazy and you have a right to these feelings and it's not narcissistic and the more you are good to yourself the likelihood is you're going to be good to others yes. so it's a bit of a dismantling in mm-hmm. order to Get past, you know, what your mother said, what your father said, what your teacher said, what your brother said, what your husband said, what your wife said. You know, what are you saying? What are you saying? Who are you really? And I'm interested to know. Yes. And you use the term deep awareness, like we need to develop this deep awareness. So everything you've just mentioned is certainly a part of that. Anything else that you would um, add to that sort of that developing of deep awareness yeah right well let's talk about neural pathways Rochelle right okay. these mm-hmm. we've got these we've got these amazing things called brain you know brain science which is you know each and every habit that we have each and every pattern that we engage in is corresponded with a neural pathway in our brain think yeah. of them um, I tell the listeners my clients people who I who read my books etc just think of it as highways versus footpaths the more long-term 
held belief, long, something you've inherited from childhood that you keep doing over and over and over and over, like not love yourself or, you know, use manipulation or whatever it may be, anger as an automatic pilot, that if it's been there for a long time, chances are it's a big highway, freeway of a, of a neural pathway. Mm-hmm. And the new habits, the stuff you're trying to create that's new, that's usually a footpath. So what we have to do is we need to understand that the footpath can become a highway with repetition. Mm-hmm. Practice, practice, practice. So the only way to create change is to have awareness, to have courage to face it, but number one, and most importantly, to have persistence and repetition. Repetition, repetition, repetition. That's the only way a new neural pathway, a new belief system, a new way of thinking is going to be developed. And the good news is, is your brain is a highly adaptable machine. And it mm-hmm. will obey whatever you devote time to. Mm-hmm. And if you keep devoting time to something new, that will be developed in terms of the, the brain will support your change. Because not only will you have change happening in the outer world, there will be change happening in the inner world, in your brain as well. And then slowly, 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 that old belief, that old pattern, that old big neural pathway will start to dismantle slowly. So I tell people, understand that it's a holistic concept. It's not just what you're thinking. It's not just what you're doing. It's not just what you're saying. It's all of it. Mm Got to do it all. Write it, speak it, think it, dance it sing it, it doesn't matter. But the more you engage in the new way, the more you will have the support of your biology to confirm it and to keep it going. That's fantastic. I hope hope that makes sense. (laughs) It does, absolutely. Victoria, you use a term called, uh, you use the the term balanced adult, and you say that each thought, feeling, pattern, and emotion you have impacts your vibration, which is like a beacon of energy that you send out, sometimes hurl out into the universe. And you say, being in your most balanced adult is most favorable for a healthy relationship culture. And it is through your balanced adult that you can have a balanced relationship culture. If you could speak to this, that would be great. Okay, excellent. I'm so I'm so thrilled that you, you picked picked up on some really, really good points that I talk about and teach about. So the bal- I talk about the concept of being in our balanced adult, which is versus our hurt child or critical parent. Okay. So the balanced adult experience is one that is completely opposite from the hurt child. The hurt child and the critical parent are actually a child, but the critical parent is basically a, 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 a parent version of a child. So mm-hmm. when we're in the child aspect, we are very past-oriented and future-worrying. We're past-regret and future-worrying-oriented. We're all about blame. We're all about not taking personal responsibility. We're all about uh, feeling like we're poor me, why me. It's, it's a very... It's a very uh, child experience that is an unrealized person, they're hurt, they're resentful. Now, conversely, the balanced adult is present day focused, is personal responsibility focused, is always looking at what's the bigger lesson in this thing focused mm-hmm. versus, you know, who can I blame? <laughs> who can I send my anger towards <laughs> over this thing? You know, it's the adult, the balanced adult is operating from a place of, I am 100% responsible for everything that happens in my life. And I'm going to learn from situations as opposed to simply feel at the mercy of and the victim of situations. And we can develop our balanced adult by, once again, 
self-acceptance, self-love, self-compassion, self-nurturing. And then we're much more likely to then dovetail all of that experience to to going through life as a balanced adult. And most importantly, a balanced adult does not blame others for their experience. Mm. They take responsibility and does not live in past regret or future worry. They sit in the present moment and they just, and I'm not talking about perfection, by the way. No, Mm -hmm. nobody (laughs) needs to worry that I think we need to be perfect. We're all works in progress. We're all, we're, I'm, you know, as I, as I said, I learn from everything I teach. I'm working on this on a daily basis, <laughs> but it's this daily work on sitting in the balanced adult of life. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say this, Rochelle, as we journey toward our highest selves, we need to honor our dark side. We need to mm-hmm. honor our aspects that are not so complete, that are not so balanced, but we need to not stay there too long. <laughs> honor it, but don't hang out there too long. Uh-huh. That's so great, Victoria. <laughs> you say, just to reiterate, because it's such a profound message, you say when the following elements are in place, you are a balanced adult. You say you are non-judgmental. You allow others to be themselves. You are accepting of what is. You focus on and are oriented toward the present day. You have trust and faith in the process of life. You deal with adversary, adversity by seeing the larger picture. You ask what is the lesson for me here. You take responsibility for yourself in all aspects of life. You draw clear boundaries and you stick to them. You commit to not enabling the hurt child or the critical parent in yourself or others. You are compassionate yet not a caretaker. You encourage others to care for themselves. You quiet your mind often and listen to your own divine guidance. You honor yourself and listen to your own needs. You are authentic. You have focused clear laser beam intentions in life. You have a positive buoyant attitude. You are oriented toward action rather than reaction. You believe that life is supportive. You are grateful. It's so beautiful, Victoria. I just felt like I needed to reiterate what you just said. And Well, I'm and, so glad you did because it's such a big list, but I have to say that it is powerful to have those items be as a key part of our intention as to how we want to be in life. Mm. Now, I'm not saying we're going to do it all, all the time, yeah. but it is such yeah. a powerful thing to know that you don't have to live life in a victim place you can do something differently and and i believe i mean i have tremendous faith in our in our in the human condition i really do Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i do too it's beautiful um so you say emotional self-sufficiency taking responsibility for one's own happiness is a key component to a healthy stable and passionate relationship culture can you speak to the the term relationship culture and uh and speak to this in general it'd be great So relationship culture, firstly, uh, just to be clear, is I believe that we're all experiencing a type of a culture. What's culture? A a collection of habits, patterns, ways of doing things that we essentially inherit uh, non-verbally from from our family. That's the family culture from generation to generation, which then from there we develop a self-culture. Now, our self-culture can either be positive and self-nurturing and self-loving or it can be simply a mirror of the family culture. And then from that, we develop a way that we navigate relationships in our adult world. And that relationship culture, I call it a culture because it's a collection of habits, a collection of patterns, a collection of things that we do over and over and over that simply becomes our culture. And I feel that when we are 
in our balanced adult, when we are self-loving in a, in a positive, empowered self-culture, we can have a positive relationship culture that we are going to uh, essentially be able to have healthy interactions with our friends, with our lovers, with our partners, and then that can get hopefully translated into the children that you may have. So generational healing, basically. And what mm-hmm. was that other question you said in, uh, I was I wanted to describe a relationship culture, but there was something else you were saying, and, and we don't have to go backwards, but I just wanted to be reminded. Yes, you, so I was just sharing your quote, the emotional yeah. self-sufficiency, oh, right. taking responsibility for one's own happiness is a, compi- okay. ki- a key component. So yeah, emotional self-sufficiency is is. In, 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 in marriage counseling and couples counseling, it's the key thing that I find people have the most challenge around when I say that people need to take responsibility for their happiness, for their pleasure, for their, for their well-being, because I feel that people inherited from their family culture, oh, it's my partner's responsibility to make me happy. Mm-hmm. no. It's not your partner's responsibility to make you happy. That's a nice uh, cherry on a Sunday. That's lovely. Yeah. If you get that, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not saying that you're, 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 it's not about living in an abusive relationship, but it is making the relationship in that each one is responsible for their own well-being. Mm-hmm. And that is the primary aspect of a good relationship culture is when mm-hmm. we're each saying, hey, guess what? I am responsible to make myself happy. Mm-hmm. My partner has to make themselves happy. And a good, passionate, long-term relationship culture has this experience where we are each other's cheerleaders, where we are each other's uh, positive uh, safety nets. We do allow each other to be safe with one another emotionally. But it, the mainstay isn't that. The mainstay is, is that I take care of me, you take care of you, and we can meet in the middle often. But mm-hmm. I take care of me, and you take care of you. It's brilliant. My guest today is Victoria Laurent Fabish. She is a registered psychotherapist, a relationship expert, holistic psychotherapist. She has a master's in educational psychology. She's a Canadian certified counselor. She's a board certified polarity practitioner and a registered polarity educator. And Victoria is here talking about how if we want to see the change we wish to see in the world, we must change ourselves first and from within. Victoria says that good boundaries are the key to a good relationship culture and are the underpinning of a good relationship with yourself and others. The art of knowing who you are, when to say no, and when to say yes is the foundation. If you frequently feel angry, frustrated, resentful, guilty, taken advantage of, pushed or rebellious in relationships, these are signs and symptoms that you have boundary issues. Victoria also says that vulnerability can augment intimacy, safety, and emotional healing between two people. It is a fundamental way to bridge communication, reduce shame, and enrich a partnership. Many people are not in touch with their vulnerability because they are too accustomed to building protective walls that mask it. They probably learned this in their family culture, where to survive, they needed to build the walls instead of allowing their vulnerable side to come forth. These are words of Victoria Laurent Fabish, and you can connect with Victoria and sign up on her mailing list to get updates, learn about her upcoming workshops, find links to her recent articles, including articles 
articles in the Huffington Post on her website, which is www.visualizationworks.com. That's V-I-S-U-A-L-I-Z-A-T-I-O-N. W-O-R-K-S dot com and also her YouTube channel which is youtube.com backslash ask Victoria. Thank you so much and we'll be right back with Victoria Laurent Fabish. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Do you know that you were born to experience revolutionary wellness? Have you wondered why extraordinary physical, mental, and emotional health has eluded you? Do you know that your infinite personal power resides right here in the present moment? People all over the world are awakening to their birthright. Revolutionary Wellness. Subscribe today at revolutionarywellnessmagazine.com and begin your journey into the mystery. Engage with experts in topics of nourishment, wisdom, and empowerment. Develop mental clarity. Live wholeheartedly and be empowered to live an authentic life of passion and purpose. The world, now more than ever, needs you to feel revolutionarily well. Explore and integrate new ways of being. Learn to access your own unique treasure, the wisdom that is right there inside you, waiting to be revealed. Experience a renewed, vivid, and nourishing relationship with yourself and the world around you. Log on and subscribe to Revolutionary Wellness Magazine today and experience the publication devoted to your journey toward extraordinary health and well-being. RevolutionaryWellnessMagazine.com Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Listening to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Rochelle is a clinician of mind body medicine, lifestyle change, and self healing. She is a life mentor, author, and publisher of Revolutionary Wellness Magazine. You can reach Rochelle at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. Now back to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Welcome back. My guest today is Victoria Laurent Fabish, and you can connect with Victoria's amazing work on visualizationworks.com, as well as her YouTube channel, which is youtube.com backslash askvictoria. So welcome back, Victoria. I would love for you to share a bit more about self-culture. I think that so often, you know, like you're, you were talking about how we so often don't um, learn about ourselves. There's sort of a denial of self. And this, I feel like, might be just one of the hardest parts because our society yeah. perpetuates us to not get to know ourselves and not to care for ourselves. And yet, yes, we often think it's narcissistic. But how yeah. can you talk about this, the self-culture and self-love? Yeah, I, you know, it's hero's work, Rochelle, in my opinion. <laughs> it's uh, it's hero's work. Yeah. It is so, um, you know, it's interesting because we're sort of a schizophrenic society. On the one hand, we are told that we're in a sort of narcissistic age and everyone is me, me, me. But I have to say that I don't feel that the, that the narcissistic age, me, 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 is actually addressing the true self-culture. It's a more of a, a, a superficial concept. I think that deep knowing of self is a, is, is a much 
it's a more profound concept whereby sometimes uh, we have to leave behind what we grew up with. And, and again, that's very hard for, for many, many people mm-hmm. to leave behind what we grew up with in order to take a moment and quiet everybody, you know, quiet the, the, the voices of influence. And I'm not saying that those voices of influence can't be later of use to you, but you've got to quiet everybody down so that you can understand, you know, what makes you tick. Here's the thing, Rochelle, the bottom line is, is that you got to live your life. I got to live my life. Nobody's living my life for me. Yeah. Nobody's living your life for you. It is you living your life, me living my life. And ultimately, I believe we have a life purpose. I believe that. I don't believe it's just random. I believe that we're actually here to do something. And I believe the planet needs us right now profoundly to be our true self. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not living from our true self, I believe that what happens is, is that we're living a life where there's inevitably going to be a tremendous amount of anxiety, depression, uh, resentment, all the stuff. We could put about 10 more words on there. But mm-hmm. I find that if people don't know who they are or don't listen to who they are and what does what is the key in that is that when you're in a situation in which someone asks you to do something and you're saying yes simply because you feel you should, right there, you're probably living in an experience where you're not honoring your self-culture, or maybe you don't even know what your self-culture is. Mm -hmm. So I ask people to only say yes when they want to say yes, and they've got to have the courage to do that. People aren't going to like it. People are going to get kind of angry at you, maybe, or people (laughs) are, you know, but maybe you'll be lucky enough that they'll be like, okay, I'm glad you, I mean, I don't know about you, Rochelle, but I find it incredibly refreshing when a friend of mine tells me who they are and says, no, I don't want to do that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Good. I'm glad you told me. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know your true self. I want to have a relationship with the real human, not with the person trying to make me happy. It's so great. Right? Yes. Victoria, you say, don't numb it out. You cannot constantly shut down your true nature, your true needs and your true self in a bid to be liked and accepted by the other. Understanding this at a deep level is when the journey of finding out what your boundaries are begins. Can you speak about that? Right, because we only know what our boundary is, Rochelle, when we feel something within us that says, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So if we don't feel ourselves, if we've Mm -hmm. numbed it all out, Mm-hmm. then we're not going to listen to the cues that our body is trying to tell us. So it's so important to be in touch with a feeling state, uh, listening inside yourself to, you know, what a feeling you might say, I don't want to do that, or no, that doesn't feel comfortable, or, oh, yeah, I really want to do that. But if you're so numbed out, either you're numbed out because you're in a job that, you know, that you you're just doing, you know, just because you're, you know, family or society said you should do it or because you're in a relationship, whatever it may be, whatever thing that's numbing you out or you're doing a tremendous amount of drugs <laughs> or, you're, or you're doing a lot or, or you're tremendously, you know, codependent where it's all about the other person and it's, or perhaps your religion says you, it's better to serve, it's better to give than receive or whatever that may be, you know, and I'm not saying it's bad to give. It is absolutely amazing to give. I love generosity. I love being generous, but we don't want to skew that and make that, you know, sort of a, an aberration of itself. We want to do give in a, in a balanced way and love in a balanced way. But if we don't tune into what our inner feelings are, mm-hmm. we're not going to pick up on the cues. 
in terms of when it's right to say no, when it's right to say yes. And mm-hmm. that's why I say don't numb yourself out. Pay attention to those inner feelings. And it's so uncomfortable, though, Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> I know! Right? It's I know. So, it hurts so bad sometimes. It's like, oh, <sighs> you really want me to do that? That's just, you know, how, how do we yeah. start that? What's well, a good I, say, I say to people, you know, piecemeal. Don't, don't, it's don't, baby steps, small Mm -hmm. incremental changes, small little changes, not don't try and do it all. Take it one little step at a time. Even if that little step says, um, I'm going to not answer the phone when I'm tired Mm -hmm. or that little step saying, I'm going to turn off my email, uh, so that I can have, you know, time at night or time in the morning, small steps, or I'm going to say no to that friend uh, who's always asking me for a ride Mm -hmm. because I just don't feel like I want to give that energy. I need time alone in the car, you know? Now you say the pain, let's talk about the pain of doing all that. Yes. I call it the pain of birth. (laughs) 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 You know, it's the pain of birthing yourself. And when you give birth to anything it is painful but it is also miraculous and fantastic and worth it worth Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. so yes it's painful let's not bs people yes it is painful i would agree with you wholeheartedly that it is painful to say no it is painful to feel yourself to no longer numb out but boy is it worth it it's and it gets better it gets better over time yeah it gets so much better it's so serendipitous that you use the term birth yourself because that uh, I gave birth to my second daughter last October and my midwife, her um, website is birth yourself midwifery. So I love that. Love that title. And it is what it, it is. That is, that is what yeah. self-culture is. It's giving birth to yourself in many ways. It's gorgeous. Which I just want to say it's about also parenting yourself. When you yes. feel pained, treat yourself as a kind parent that's compassionate and, and acknowledging visualize yourself being hugged by a compassionate parent. You don't have to do your own parent. You can, and maybe it is your own parent, but find sort of an archetypal female or parent parenting figure, mother Mary, or I don't know, Quan Yin, the goddess of compassion, or, you know, some archangel or, or even your own parent, whatever it may be, but just visualize yourself, quiet yourself, close your eyes, tune into your breathing and visualize yourself being loved, and hugged and acknowledged by that parenting energy. Uh, Or even if you want to just do your higher self is parenting you. When you're in pain, the pain of birthing yourself, visualize often that you are being treated with kindness and compassion by a parenting energy. It's beautiful. We had a show a few weeks ago with an an artist who uses art as a way to sort of, um, you know, access that archetype, that female or feminine, it doesn't have to be female per se, but a feminine archetype that can sort of help in that process of birthing ourselves. It's so beautiful. So I want to take, I want to really carve out time though uh, for you Victoria to share about your workshops on Udemy and um, and anything else you'd like to share how we can connect with your work oh wonderful well I'm so excited that uh, Udemy.com what a cool thing this is Uh, it's basically an online platform to teach and I have begun to do a lot of courses we are aiming for 12 we have about four up on there and uh, one is on procrastination how to beat 
how to hack procrastination, basically. Uh-huh. Another one is I do a whole workshop on boundaries. Why make them? Why break them? How to draw a good boundary, the anatomy of a good boundary. I also talk about dating in the modern world, how to date in an empowered way. I also talk about getting past jealousy, resentment, anger, guilt. So these are the programs that are currently up there. I'm about to do one on narcissism. I'm about to do and how to basically to understand the narcissistic relationship and you know how to work through that. Mm-hmm. Run, don't walk is a little tip. <laughs> Run away. <No. laughs> However, there's more there. You don't, you know. There's more there for you. Uh, I'm doing another one on long-term passionate marriage, you know, what the keys are to that. And, I mean, there are just so many more. So I love Udemy.com because – and people can find all my programs on Udemy.com and then just Google my – put my name in there, Victoria Lorient Thabish, and you'll get uh, to my programs. And also on my website, you can get all my programs there too on visualizationworks.com. That's so fantastic. And, And my books and all that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh, Victoria, it's such a pleasure to have you here today. My guest today has been Victoria Laurent Fabish. To learn more about her empowering and healing work in the world, please visit her website, which is www.visualizationworks.com. And her YouTube channel is youtube.com backslash Ask Victoria. Victoria, it has been so wonderful to have you with us on on Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio today for empowering us all to step out of dysfunctional patterns and habits that are perpetuated onto future generations. And thank you for urging us and skillfully guiding us all to create our own self-cultures with the intention of developing healing and healthy relationship cultures. It has been such a pleasure to talk with you today. Thank you so much, Victoria. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. And to all of my listeners, I hope you will join me next week right here as I am about to introduce you to an another extraordinary human being, Bio Akomolafe, in a three-part series here on Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Bio Akomolafe is a profoundly moving author, speaker, and walkout academic, globally recognized for his poetic, unconventional, counterintuitive take on global crises, civic action, and social change. So definitely mark your calendars now to be sure to tune in and be prepared for a unique and inspiring conversation with Bio. And just Just as the end of the year is for letting go of dysfunctional habits and patterns, it is also a time to acknowledge what we are grateful for. And I'd like to acknowledge all the incredible and skillful work that goes on behind the scenes here at Voice America to make Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio possible for for all the time and effort that goes into creating this extraordinary platform so that we can connect with each other in such a meaningful way and to amplify the work work and passions of extraordinary people. So this is, I'm just deeply grateful. I wish you all a a sacred and a smooth transition as we round the corner into 2017. It is such a pleasure and an honor to be here with you all on Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Until next week, I'm Rochelle McLaughlin. May you be well. Thank you for opening your heart and mind to a new way of being, to greater degrees of self-compassion and wellness, and your experience of your own infinite potential with Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Join host Rochelle next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific. 
5 p.m. Eastern Time to turn courageously toward your own unique experience of health and wellness here on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember, you too can experience revolutionary wellness. 